Hey, welcome to another mile post here on the V-Twin Life. V-Twin Life is brought to you by a few great companies. One being Crash Inc. Clothing. You can find them out of Oregon. Great company, specializing in clothes, doing work on bikes now. You can check them out at CrashInClothing.com. They got a lot of great stuff. Hey, head on over there. Maybe they got something you like. And we can't forget, wild ass. You like pounding miles, you like riding, you want to be in comfort? Hey, maybe strap a wild ass under your ass and ride with an air cushion and be comfortable for hours. And can't forget Custom Dynamics, leading the industry in lighting LED technology. Man, these guys got some great stuff. So head on over to Custom Dynamics and check it out. Now, let's get to another mile post of the V-Twin Life. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another mile post in the V Twin Live tonight. We are chalking down mile post 90 with Tristan from Top Shelf Tangents, who started his own little deal down there in the uh, northwest corner of Oregon. So, if you're hey, why not hop on with another guy? Shares that passion, loves bikes, loves podcasting, lives the lifestyle, and shoot some shit and talk bikes, man. So, Tristan, buddy, thanks for coming on. For sure, bro. Thanks for having me. Heck yeah. So, I mean, I kind of dive in the same place as everybody. So, uh, where'd you find motorcycles? How'd it come into life for you? Um, so I've always been around, uh, motorcycles. Um, my, as a, a fresh human in the world, my dad, you know, rode dirt bikes. He raced dirt bikes up in Washougal all the time. And, uh, he had a, some 80 CBR something. And, uh, my great uncle had a Harley and some people on my mom's side of the family had a Harley. And, uh, but then, you know, I grew up riding dirt bikes, riding quads. And, uh, but my great uncle, my dad's uncle, he passed away on his road team when I was four. He got, he got assholed by an old lady. And, uh, so after that, my parents were like, no motorcycles on the street you know, ever. And I was like, all right, whatever. And then my dad got a bike in 2019, a Harley after not having a road bike for a while. And I was like, well, if you got one, dude, now I got to go get one. So I went and got a, a Sportster. And eight bikes later. <laughs> so what's, what's been your progression then through all of them? Do you remember them all? Oh, yeah, of course I do. I, I didn't have them for very long, obviously. I started riding in 2019 on a Harley. I had a 2010 883 had that for like a year uh, and then i moved back here from central oregon and uh went to paradise like before i worked there like a year before excuse me and uh went in called about a dyna um and jordan over there who's now in finance he was a sales guy that helped me out um you know he was like yeah dude come on down whatever woo woo got on wrote a couple dynas didn't really like them. They were kind of old manned out and like kind of clapped. And uh, I mean, what that isn't, but um, <laughs> I ended up taking home a 2020 soft tail standard. And uh, that thing was fucking rad and had that for a year. Did a normal shit to it. Bearing traction bars and risers, seat, exhaust tune. And uh, yeah, I had that for a year. And then I bought a, Sportster 48 with like a chain drive kit and like it was set up to wheelie it just needed a seat and it was good to go but it kind of like I had both those bikes at the same time and it kind of sucked and uh, 
so I traded them both in for a 21 Heritage, and that was dope. Uh, put some Carlini apes on it. So, do something a little different. Slip-ons, just mellow, just apes and the seat and some slip-ons. And uh, had that for like three months. And then, but then I got the bike that kind of everyone knows me for. Uh, and that's the Baja Blaster, the 05 Lowrider fuel injected. Um, I forget the fucking color of it. The specific, it's turquoise and, and like a white sand pearl kind of look. And uh, that thing was dope. Had that for a year. It's a bike I learned to wheelie on. Um, and uh, then I had a Benelli 125 or 135, whatever it's, TNT 135. It's like a Grom. But just a mm-hmm. and I had both of those and I was like you know practicing wheelie on the little bike and then I'd take it to the Dyna and then I you know bounce back and forth at lot days and then I took I sold the Benelli because I just was like I have nowhere to put it and whatever else got rid of it and then the Dyna the 05 I traded it in uh, I think in November like literally just the other day for a 2017 Dyna Lowrider, uh, and uh, it's been painted. Everything on it's been powder coated. Full suspension, front and rear fairing, gauge relocation. I had uh, Richard at SBOD parts, dual gauge dick. He did my gauges. That's the only thing I've really done to it, which is have the gauges done. Uh, it's got Owens. Let came with leather pros. This is my buddy, uh, my buddy Jeff. He traded it in for a road glide, and I told Nick Meany, my general manager at Paradise, um, I told him I'm either selling that bike to a customer or I'm buying it, and I had no one to sell it to, and every other salesperson there had somebody to sell it to, and just kind of had a spite. I was like, fuck everybody, I'm buying it. <laughs> and so I bought it, and it's sick. It's got it's got cams, like fueling Reaper cams and stuff. Um because of the weather, I don't really like riding in the rain. Uh, I have rain gear and all that stuff, but I just I don't really yeah on it. Not something that's fun. I mean, it, especially learning on a new get, bike, you know. Yeah, well, I, I mean, if, if you ride somewhere, you get stuck in it. Okay, but yeah, just to do it just because, yeah, yeah. No, 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 thank you. Yeah, we pop tops on my podcast, so we're popping tops on yours too. Hey, right, there you go, buddy. So how long you been at Paradise? Uh, I started October eighth, twenty twenty. Okay, and I think uh, I'm, I'm. I met you when I came down there for Brad's, uh, mm-hmm. the Crash Inc. deal. Yeah, you did. That's when we met. Yeah, um, Crash Inc. Boom, sponsor of the show, your show. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, that was a good time. It was it was really cool meeting you, and uh, I like had just heard about your podcast too, so that was cool to like meet you and be like, oh hi, buddy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a fun turnout. It's super good. It's always fun to see friends and, and new faces at, at the shop just hanging out. So that's a pretty good size, pretty cool dealership. Mm-hmm. It's the best one. That's what they say. Yeah. I mean I have the store number tattooed on me. It's that oh, cool. There you go. Yeah. So so kinda you know, what's your style of riding? More of this kind of the fun street riding or um yeah i mean i will i've never ridden out of state i was telling shaft on 
on his episode of my podcast where we're talking about well, I've never ridden out of state or well, Washington. I've gone to like Vancouver and like battleground in Canada, but um, I've only ridden around central Oregon and then like Roseburg's the far farthest south I've ever ridden. Hang out with some buddies. I've ridden the coast, but you know, I'll do a lot of it if that makes sense. And yeah. Like in a trip, like we'll just ride around Oregon for the weekend. Um, but I guess I kind of just ride like, um, like it's a BMX bike, jump curb, speed bump, speed, two wheelies. Right. I just mean, kind of, you know, the menace, weekend menace warrior to society. Stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so I want to get some, I want to get some trips in this summer. Now that I've been there a couple of years at Paradise, I have, you know, some accrued vacation time. There you go. So, what kind of what kind of plans you got, or what are you thinking? Any anything that's kind of penciled in for sure? Or you're just kind of still working mm-hmm. on ideas. I haven't really I haven't really planned anything. I want to for sure. Like one of the big things I want to go to is Born Free. Excuse me. I don't I don't really care about going to Sturges or anything like that. Um, just because I don't know. Everyone goes and. You know, me and Sam, the other day, we were talking about going to, you know, he was telling me about Born Free, and he just rode down there by himself, and he met a lot of cool people that he's still friends with and he's in touch with, and that sounds super fun. And more kind of like my style, too. Like, I like choppers and stuff. Um, you know, I've had a hand in building a, a Diana chopper before, and it's a super cool experience. And, uh, you know, it seems more my speed. And then maybe go to like four corners or something. That sounds fun. I've seen Jason gone to that and Brad. And it just looks like a good time. Four corners would be cool. I think yeah. that's Labor Day weekend. Okay. Yeah. See, I don't know when any of this stuff is. I just see it on Instagram, like after the fact or during. Yeah. And, yeah. Tell you what, the Sturgis area is cool, uh, especially if, you know. I mean, had the fortune. I went there for the first time this summer. Went pre-rally in the end of june mm-hmm. man there's some epic riding around there is freaking awesome that's what's up you ride a road glide right yeah uh limited or just re- like regular uh it was a standard when it started life dope right on. yeah it's an, i mean i got a twink and mine's an 04 04 so but no i love it it's mm-hmm. it's a good time yeah that's sweet man yeah, I'll be going to actually doing Sturges this year for the first time, so that'll be fun. Yeah, I was going to go last year with my pops, but he wanted to, like, trailer his bikes, and I didn't want to do that. And this is when I had the Baja Blaster, and uh, I was like, well, I don't trust the Baja Blaster to ride that far. Built motor, kind of high miles, I beat the shit out of it. So I was like, we'll put the Baja Blaster in the trailer, and I'll ride your street bike. You know, you guys can just try to keep up. And then if, if you want to ride a little bit of it, we'll just we'll go switch through. Ended up not happening, though. It'll be fun. I'm excited to, you know, check it out one time. But yeah, it, touring a bike, for me, it's a, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. I mean, everybody has their styles, and, you know, not everybody feels the same way. But I don't know. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy the hell out of it. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be cool. You think you when you go like do you have like an idea of where you're gonna camp and 
Uh, yeah, all that stuff's kind of figured out because I'll be over there with Wild Ass, so I okay. got a place of them and everything. So that'll be that'll be cool. Yeah. Dope, dude. Four when corners get, be a lot of fun. Get, what's that? Four corners be a lot of fun. Yeah, that would be fun. The, I mean, the, there's some cool booths. It looks like there, and uh, you know, obviously when the friends go and they have a good time, I just want to go too. Yeah. I don't miss out on all that stuff. So what were you going to ask? You said something. You got custom dynamics on here? Yeah, buddy. That's sick. When did you get that? Um, they, they came on or? board just before we did the Monsters Over Mountains. I had Dave Pavella, who's the owner and founder of Custom Dynamics, and they came on board, and uh, they actually redid my whole bike for me with lights. Oh, sick. And now I've been doing, you know, came on with Mile Monsters. Now they're also the official lighting sponsor for Mile Monsters. So I know they're hooking up Riot. But, yeah, they're part of the Mile Monster crew, which is really cool. And I'm impressed. Their lights are freaking phenomenal. I have, like, my headlights. I have the um, the ProBeam Adaptive headlight. And that oh, thing yeah. is freaking bright as shit. Same with their fog lights. and But, yeah, I got their fog lights, their halos. Rear low profile tail light, tail lights, all their modules and everything, and I'm impressed with stuff. I mean, when it comes, when I did my tail light, the rear blinkers, front blinkers, it was literally like ten minutes. Everything's done. It is 100% plug and play, and you're all done. done. Yeah, that's what's up. That I have makes a, it so nice. I I have had custom dynamics parts before on like my Softail Standard and my Heritage. I put their lighting stuff on there, and then. When I got the 05 Dyna, I had it already had Moon's MC headlight and the Moon's MC tail light, and the same thing with the 17. Boom, boom. But it makes a world of difference with having some good lighting on your bike. You know, one, it makes the bike look cooler, but you can see and it's safe. Well, it, there's that, and I think, you know, what's awesome. I mean, it's my opinion. A lot of people, you buy a bike, I mean, everybody, okay, I want to do the stage one, you know, I want my intake, some slip ons, all that. But I think yeah. there's a flip side of, you know, maybe think the other way of not so much being able to see better, but on the other aspect of people seeing you. Yeah. Better lighting, yeah. you know, whether it's front or back, that's going to get people's attention, that's going to notice you. So with the hopes of, you know, you're not going to get smashed. And I think, you know, it's a, in a way, it might be an upgrade some people overlook and, you know, do it down the road. But I don't know. It's to each of their own. Everybody has their own style. And, you mm-hmm. know, I'm not not when to put in what people want to do. It's their bike, their choice. And I just think it's one of them things where, you know, I was fortunate enough to, to get with them, and I am highly impressed, especially over – I ran the stock headlight forever. Yeah. And even on high beam, the low beam on this thing is shit. I mean, no joke, it's six, seven times as bright as a stock one. Oh, yeah, went down. Yeah. Yeah, I'm impressed with their equipment. Halogens at night just don't cut it sometimes, especially if you're stuck with a – black visor on your helmet or something are, are people yeah. chatting in here yeah hey ask me questions people go for <laughs> it so uh what made you want to start your now you also have your podcast top shelf uh-huh. tangents yes and what sir. made you want to you know get into that realm in the world um well the what started i mean like I feel like every time I hung out with some buddies and we have like a good drunken three hour conversation about nothing, we're like, dude, we should start a fucking podcast, man. You know? 
and uh, then you wake up the next day and you completely forget. Uh, but you know, that was like for years, just like random. Like I listened to him and I was like, this would be cool to have one day, but it looks unobtainable, like equipment wise, you know, like it just looks like a bunch of stuff going on. I don't know. Like getting mics and having a bunch of them and computers and blah, blah, blah. And then I was talking to, uh, Jason and, uh, I was like, dude, let's start a podcast together and we can call it RFP or RFP, Ride Faster Podcast, you know, and uh, he was like, yeah, let's do it for sure, boom, 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 and then I'm calling him out, but we never really did anything about it, and then I just, three in the morning on my weekend, I just went on Amazon to bought stuff, to like microphones. I got one here I tried to use and, uh, you know, interface and stuff and like YouTube, how to do a podcast off an iPad. Uh, and there's a bunch of videos on it. And I was like, oh, this is actually, you know, fairly easy to do. And, you know, you can find a host website to upload all your stuff and, you know, it distributes it for you and all that and all that. And I was like, you know, that's when I really was like, oh, I'm doing this. And I thought of the name Top Shelf Tangents just because at work they, you know, I, I said one day when I was, you know, in sales, if you're on top of the board and you're leading the board in sales for that month. And I was like, I don't want to be like everyone else and be the top of the board. I want to be like the top shelf or something like that, alcohol. And, uh, and they started calling me Top Shelf. Well, my boss did, and then everyone else kind of did it jokingly, and then I kind of ran with it. And uh, and then, yeah, thinking of a name, I just was like, Top Shelf Tangents sounds good because it sounds good together. And then uh, every time I speak, I go on a little tangent. I have ADHD, so I kind of, you know, my conversation will go this way, and then it will... It'll shoot off a lot of the time, and then it'll end up right that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. But it's it's amazing good. how how simple some of the formats and these host sites where you can literally. I mean, I started my whole one just doing it over my iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's what I was gonna do is just do it off my iPhone. Uh, but then I had an iPad for art stuff, uh, like graphic design stuff, that I tried to get back into. That ended up, you know, like I said, I have ADHD. I did it for like a week. I drew some cool stuff, and then I just stopped using my iPad. And then it's kind of cool because, you know, you make an Instagram, like me, for me, I made an Instagram page. I got all this stuff. I figured out how to use it. I started getting people, you know, to guest on it every week. And they kind of put me... And, you know, I kind of discipline myself to keep doing it every week, like by accident. So it'll keep me doing it for a long time. Because if, you know, if I didn't have guests and I was just doing it by myself, I'd just stop doing it after, you know, a few episodes. Because one, I'd forget to do one. Or two, I would just get bored with it. But it's cool that, you know, have different people on every week and different experience every time. And, yeah, and I think Great it makes excuse. it easier, especially you got somebody else to talk to. I mean, I, I don't know yeah. how some of the people, you know, some of these guys on YouTube, I mean, the professional monkey, he's one of those who 
come on live and he'll just sit there and carry on a conversation with the side chat by himself it's like dude i don't know how the hell you can do it yeah i there's no way i can't do that shit yeah i and and i did like so i my first episode i did i had to take it down because somebody's mama wasn't too very stoked on what they were saying uh, and i didn't know about release form and stuff on the recording or whatever but i have release forms now i'm not gonna sue you by the way <laughs> you I yeah I say dumb stuff but um yeah so I was I like took it down and then I made I called it episode 1.5 and it was just me like saying hey I had to take it down blah 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 there's be an episode next week that kind of stuff it was not really just me talking about anything besides that and that doing that by itself for 15 minutes was a nightmare because I had nothing you know like I knew what I wanted to say but as soon as I hit record I was like blah yeah, it, it's not easy at all. I mean, some people got the gift of it, and I, I can't do it. Same way. It's like there's no way. Uh, Ray's Moto Life asked me if I like peppermint. How do you feel about peppermint, Denver? No. No. Not a big peppermint fan. I like it in mochas, and um, that's about it. Oh, and mint. I guess I like peppermint mint. What kind of question is that? This is a motorcycle thing. <laughs> so what do you got plans for your bike next? It's done. Like it oh. it's seriously like uh, Like I said, I had I had Richard do the gauges and I put Arlen Nest mirrors on it. Because it already has bars. It's painted. Everything on it's powder coated black. Uh, I think I actually I first, tried. You that? gotta be the first person in history. No, my bike's done. I, I nothing. Yeah. Bullshit. Right. Yeah. There's that's no it. way. I put a locking seat nut on it too. Like I'll send you a picture of it. I don't need to do anything to it. I tried to do Lindle brakes, but they didn't work, so I sold them to Shack to do on his chopper build. And uh, that'll be dope. But yeah. it's yeah, it's every it's done. Like I don't, yeah. yeah. Time for another one. No, well, I didn't build it, so oh, I have okay. to enjoy it. You know, my buddy. Well, no, did you can it keep all. it, and then you you know, time to time to get another one. Ugh. Well, with the payments I got on it right now, because I missed a credit card bill, so <laughs> my credit went down, you know, a little bit, but right before I bought it, so I'm upset with myself. But it's life, baby. You know. Roll with oh, the punches. Hard. Bardar. What so do you, you got do some... for your bike? What? Um, actually, new suspension coming in a month or two. Suspension is probably the best thing to do to your bike. Yep. Actually, have a set of forks that are sitting down in Brad's garage, so I'll mm -hmm. do... I'm gonna head down there probably in March, and then I'm gonna about that same time I'll order the rears and swap out new forks and. Figure why we got it off throwing, you know, wheel bearings, neck bearings, and just doing why dropping all the stuff there. So mm -hmm. that's cool. What what, uh, what what stuff are you going with? Uh, well, the front I got a deal on the new forks, and they're already built with progressive springs in them. Mm -hmm. So I might just go progressive on the rear, but I found a killer deal on some Olin, so might go that way. Owens are good. I got Owens. Yeah. 
on the Dyna, they're they're for big boys, and I'm a little dude, so I couldn't get them to even move. And uh, when I bought this thing, but so I had the dude send me the preload adjuster, and I just softened it all the way up, and now it's good. Cause it was like so stiff, I'd try to wheelie this thing, and it would just not, you know, like I said, it wouldn't budge. So I just do a burnout up the street. Tristan, your bike has the engine? No, it doesn't. My buddy Tristan just asked me. Uh, my bike has stabilizers yet, and it, do- it doesn't. So it w- wiggles and wobbles. The Dyna stuff. So besides wanting to do like Born Free or you know the Four Corners Rally, you could. Any other ideas what you're kind of, you know, weekend getaways or anything this summer? Um, me and some buddies have talked about riding to Montana um, for just a couple days or something and coming back. Um, in the past, we've ridden to, like, Lapine and just, like, pitched the tent and drank some beers and then went home the next day. And uh, that's always fun, you know, just to get away for... Well, shoot, if you, for you, you know, head head towards Idaho and then go up, what is it, Highway 3 by Enterprise and go up to Lewiston. Lewiston. Run Lolo up out through Idaho into Montana. Mm-hmm. Come down into Missoula. Missoula. Yeah. I think I, I got my uncle uh, lives up in Montana. Maybe I'll hit him up and go see him and shoot the shit with him for a bit. I haven't seen him since I was a kid, so that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that ride out of Enterprise, that's a killer highway to ride. Then mm-hmm. I mean, Lolo's an absolute blast. You guys would have a kick-ass time with that. Well, there's a couple dudes on Sporties that'll be left behind probably. But I'll yeah, enjoy sure. the ride. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have, a, I have a few friends that I've been egging on to get a bigger bike. Cause they, they rode to Canada on, on Sportster, like six of them. And, well, at least for that, I mean, going up I five, yeah. you got plenty of fuel stops. I mean, because they're not. Well, the they most... did some funky roundabout, you know, way up there. They rode the coast up and then cut over and then did it again. And I don't know, but they made they made it the long way. But, and I'm I would still... love to hit the East Coast sometimes, Ray. Any future plans or anything on the East Coast? That would be fun, but it, it ain't gonna happen this year. I know that. Um, I don't like the East Coast. West is the best, and that's all I'll say about that. I would like to, I mean, I'd love to do, you know, Tennessee, go down through the Ozarks, Lake of the Ozarks, whatnot, Arks has some killer stuff. I do like Nashville. Being Riding in Nashville would be super bad. I think riding the outskirts would be pretty fun, but there's a lot of stuff. I mean, there's a whole lot of stuff to see areas within our own, our own corner, our yeah. own country, and within our own borders, and It'd be a blast. There's so much shit to see, and I want to do yeah. a lot of traveling at some point. Mm-hmm. I just, I like, when I said Nashville, I, you know, I actually did mean downtown, too. It's funny that you said that, like, riding the outskirts. Because uh, when I went to Nashville, it just looks, there's I, you know, for me, yeah, I like looking at nature and stuff when I ride, but I also like looking at architecture mm-hmm. and, like, building design stuff. And, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I like looking at buildings. That's why even when I ride, I just go to downtown Portland and I just ride like a dickhead through Portland and do wheelies and with my friends. Yeah. So and there's I, a no I, chase law. 
so that's good. I do. Uh, I try to avoid the big city. I'd rather go around it and bypass it completely. Yeah. But that's just me. Some 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 fat dude named Lee in the comments asked if I was ever going to go to Arizona. He may or may not be related to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to ride in right? Arizona actually really bad. You got some other friends down there too. I mean, a lot of guys. I mean, one of those places you can ride year round down there, in yeah. good weather. Yeah, yeah, it's always nice. Um, Four Corners Rally again. Coming back to that, you know, going down there would just be super fun. I like riding in the desert. It just feels like you're in, you know, the movie Easy Rider. I I don't know the dates for, it, but you have Arizona Bike Week down there. Oh, that's they have a getting, bike week. I've now? heard that's getting yeah bigger and bigger down there. That's rad. Yeah, I want to go down there, and I want to meet, like, Ryan Cruzy and uh, go to his I think shop. it's in uh, Scottsdale, I think. I could be wrong. It's mm-hmm. just, if I remember hearing right. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, like, like Jason's friends with him, and I guess he's from Oregon originally. Hmm. But I could be wrong. but So, we got a connection there, and we ride Dinah's, so... I think it's time for a hat switch. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. The, I mean, that's what's cool. Everybody has their uh, their styles. I mean, I'm more yeah. the of the bagger person. You know, pack it up, load it down, and, and hit the road. Mm-hmm. I got leather pros on my bike, but they're quick release for a reason. You know, I only use them when I need them. And, uh, like, today I was out riding. I didn't have them on, and it was nice. But it sucked because when I went to go get um, some adult beverages for the podcast, I didn't have anywhere to put them, so I had to stuff them in my shirt. <laughs> See, that's why I don't ever take my tour pack off. And I mean, should I use it all the time? Whether you know, gloves, coat, put stuff in there. I mean, one of my saddlebags has my tools and cleaning shit, and that I always keep with me. And I've taken my tour pack off once, and I thought it looked fucking ugly, so I stuck it back on. I mean, mine's all. <laughs> Tour packs you know, are, are rad. I, I mean, love Mine's all set up for quick, you know, quick disconnects, but I just, I'm so used to being on my bike, I I can't stand the look of it without it. Yeah. I this had is a practical. I use the hell out of it. Yeah. I want to put a tour pack on a Dyna. I'm not, like, hard mount it, but I do want to get some sort of quick release going. I do have a tour pack, <laughs> but it's for, like, a, I think it's for, like, a, What'd you say? Yours is O four. Yeah, I think it's for like a, somewhere around that year um, touring bike. I forget what it came off of, but we got it at work, and like it was randomly just in the way. And my sales manager at the time was like, "Hey, do you want that tour pack?" And I was like, "Sure, I'll take it. You know, either I'll give it to somebody or I'll I'll use it." Um, and I was gonna sell it. Or give it, to, not sell it, but give it to my buddy Tristan, who's actually watching right now, um, or use it on something for me. But <clears throat> he has to come up here and get it. Was the only stipulation, and I've had it for a year. So Tristan, hurry up, come get that thing. They're handy. I I enjoy the shit out of. Them. I use it a lot. I mean, yeah. There are times I'll go to the grocery store on the bike, and you know, throw stuff saddlebags, pack up the tour pack, and whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm jealous of you for that because 
they do look cool and you can fit a lot of stuff in it. oh yeah yeah i mean you can fit two 12 packs of pounders and an 18 pack in there you can oh yeah can you fit two helmets like full faces like um no no you can fit one depending on the style i think you have to turn it yeah. sideways. Some of them fit, some don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's been there's been plenty of times where my saddlebags haven't cut it in terms of beer run room. Yeah. And uh, good thing I carry bungee cords and stuff on me because I'll have to half-ass close the saddlebag, the leather pros, and then, like, wrap them up with bungee cords and stuff. And See, that's pray. what I like. On mine, I also have... The, the company went out of business called Lid Haulers. So it's a leather saddlebag lid cover, but it has two straps that are built huh. in. So you can pull the straps, like say you're a sleeping bag, a coat. You can fold it up, stick it on there, and then pull the straps tight over it. And they stay right on the uh, saddlebag lids. Yeah, that's dope. They're handy as hell. I know I had some other buddies seen them want to get them, but Lid Hauler went out of business a long time ago, and you can't find them anymore. You can get just never, plain leather lid covers, yeah. but not with straps on them like mine. Yeah. I've never heard of that company. Yeah, I don't know how long ago they went out of business, but... Mm-hmm. You got a... What do you got done to your road run? Uh, Cams, intake, tune. Slip-ons. 95 kit. Oh, you got a 95 kit? Yeah. The Baja Blaster had one, and it's a it's a whole other animal than an eighty eight. That's for sure. Yeah, I got the gear drive, gear driven cams in it, and all that. So she runs well. Take care of it. Keep up on all the maintenance, and go for the best. That's what's up. My buddy Toby keeps texting me. He's watching right now. He wants me to take these off. What do you think about him, Denver? Hey, you got to be the man in black, you know? Just yeah. You just wing it. Or the man in green and white. Yeah, it's kind of like, where's Waldo? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So what plans you got? You know, how, you know, what are you trying to do with uh, with your podcast? Um, plans are um, have fun, drink with my boys, and... Uh, that's it like i it's 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 not a thing i want to necessarily you know it'd be cool to get like a following in the bike community nationwide or whatever but i didn't start it to do any of that stuff i started it just to have an excuse to talk with my friends more than more than i already do um because you know, with the weather and stuff like that, um, it's been real shitty out here. And yeah. not being able to ride as much, I don't get to see my friends as much. But, you know, having an excuse to come hang out with them and talk one-on-one, um, I feel like, one, has brought us closer together as friends. Um, two, everyone listening kind of gets to be a part of that, which is rad. Um, even if we're just shooting the shit, you know, it feels like you're with your friends and and talking shit and drinking beer and burping in the mic is one of the key things in my podcast. I had one friend tell me not to do that ever again. 
so I kept I do it every episode for him on purpose. Um, and you know, I wanted to feel like you're out with your buddies, just shooting the shit and having some top, and you know, popping some top with your friends. That's what I wanted to be like, you know. And uh, especially in the winter time, because out here in the Northwest, as you know, it gets super cold, super rainy. Sometimes it snows, ice storms. You know, you're not going out riding as much as you do in the summer. No. So having an excuse to, quote unquote, hang out with your friends is uh, oh, yeah. rad. Yeah. And I feel like it's very progressive because, at, you know, we have a six foot distance. So COVID's not an issue. And if you're listening, you're not going to, you're not going to get COVID either. No, oh, yeah. Fuck there you go, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I finally got out last week for the first time in a couple months. Really? Yeah. I actually had some good weather last weekend. That's what's up. Yeah, it's it's nice out here right now. It's it's cold as hell, the, the ride Easy, to work Brad. this morning. That's mean. What did Brad say? I'm going to look. It's right there. Denver's road glide is a track. <laughs> he got your ass. Hey, I just like to cruise, man. Yeah. Well, us Oregon boys, we... We like to, and that's all I'll say. Yeah. Yeah, we had some good times. We did the uh, Monsters Over Mountains, right? That was a blast. That's what's up. Have you uh, have you been to bike night out here yet? No, I've been meaning to, but uh, I've been able to make it. You're I'm going to try to at least Denver. make one this summer. You're fucking up, Denver. You need to show up. I'm going to try to make at least one this year. That's my you plan. Know, one of the... I don't know how to perfectly describe their job for bike night. But I'll just say one of the organizers um, kind of made me become like an MC there. Like E-M-C-E, not MC. I know we're talking about bikes, so people might think. No, oh, yeah. But um, Master of Ceremonies. And essentially, that they just wanted me to yell at people with a megaphone. Um, so I <laughs> bought a megaphone, and I peer pressure people with doing burnouts. So if you go, I will be there, and I will expect a burnout. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll, I'll come we'll down, hold... hang out, check everything out, hang out with a bunch <laughs> of the fellas, and have a good time and see what's up with it all. Yeah, well, maybe I'll set something up so you can get a free tire at Paradise. <laughs> yeah, I might be due for one soon. Yeah. Actually, yeah, might as uh, well. I think I got a little bit more. I think yeah. I only got about... No, because I put that on last year before I went over to South Dakota. Yeah, I should be good for a while. Are you pretty hardcore with your your tire brand loyalties? Um, yeah. I, like, I really like the uh, the Dunlop American Elites. Yeah. Is that what comes on stock with bikes? No, it? the stock is the Dunlop 404s. 404s, okay. Yeah, the 404s I do not like in the rain. They weren't bad. I got to say, I mean, I had one rear. Yeah. I got 21,000 miles out of a 404. Yeah. I like, which was unreal. I usually, you've always had stock Dunlop tires, whatever, you know, comes on the bike stock. And then when I got the Baja Blaster... I just said that funny. Baja Blaster, um, the 05 Dyna. I 
was due for some tires. Um, like literally I bought it and I rode it for a bit and the tires were ass already. So I put some shinkos on it because I was kind of short on some money. Go ahead and grab some wood. All right, we're and uh, got some shinkos and then my boy Zach, Zach Fletcher, rest in peace. Um, he was like, get some shinkos. And so I did, and he's like, they're the best thing ever. They don't last very long, but they're grippy, and you can rip hard off of Shinko 777. So I got some, and because of him, I got, you know, because of him telling me to get Shinkos, I then figured out my bike has some grip, and I can pop up the tire. So I always say Zach was kind of a part of um, me learning how to wheelie. And I wish he was here to see that, me wheeling and learning how to wheelie. But Chinkos are rad. I have Metzlers. I don't know what kind, but Metzlers on my current bike right now. And I don't know if I really like them yet or not. Which, oh, yeah, see, the Metzler ME, fuck with the ME 880s. I don't even know what they are. I know it was honestly. a popular They came one. on the bike when I bought it. But Did you ever meet Zach? I don't think so. You don't think so? Well, he was the best dude ever. And uh, I love Shinko's now because of him. I don't. I've tried them once. I don't like them at all. But that was like many, many years ago. Well, that's him right there. Zach's hanging out with us tonight, boys. Nice. I always got him in my... I have a little sack of goodies that I keep in my vest when I ride. Got got the patch everything nice you would have loved him dude i wish you would have met zach if you would have came down to oregon a couple more times i'm sure you would have ran into him right was... i've only been down for the one event and like i said that was the one of paradise and i tonight. you might have met him that night then because he was working i might have yeah i just don't remember yeah he uh I don't know if you've seen videos of us holding down a white Dyna. I think it was like the last bike night of the season or maybe the second to last. But the his buddy Nick, who owns the bike he crashed on, he brought it to bike night. And we were all holding the bike down. And it was the craziest thing ever. Like this story, you know, just seeing the bike, you know, about brought me to my knees because he was one of my best friends and, you know, I, you know, I thought very highly of, of Zach, and he was a, a close homie to me. And him passing, you know, hit hit really hard with me and and with all of our friends and everybody at bike night. And to see his bike there, trying to rip a burnout was the craziest thing ever, because it didn't want to do one. It was nuts. Like him, if he was on his bike, he would have got to do a burnout first try no hiccups it wouldn't try to pop up on him but nick tried to do one and it we kept trying to get away from him it was the craziest thing and we're like zach doesn't want us to do a fucking burnout on his bike <laughs> you know <laughs> and so there's five of us his closest friends holding i think i remember down. seeing a picture of that yeah and i'm fucking crying my eyes out trying to hold his bike down all my 150 pound you know soaking wet strength that i got and uh, we finally got the tire to light up. And actually, the, the ashes I showed you, 
mm-hmm. the day we we went and spread his ashes at Stonehenge up in Washington. Oh, yeah, up in I had that you know vial with me, or or it was at home on my nightstand or something. And that night at bike night, I after the burnout, we smoked that tire. It was borderline done. I went up under the fender and I dug some of the rubber out into a ball. I put it in my pocket, and then when I went home, I went and dropped it in his ashes for him. And, uh, yeah, so that was a very intimate moment with all the all the homies, and it was a very emotional one, but it was, it was necessary. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So he always rides with me, him and, him and that little bit of rubber. That's his, last, you know, the last burnout that we've seen on that bike so far. I'm sure there's going to be more. And if Nick is listening, he better do more burnouts on that thing because if, if not, Zach's going to come down and he's going to beat your ass. So. Yeah, it's going to get gremlins and then things will start going wrong. Yeah. Last so pass, what, I promise. So what's kind of your home region? You, you live, what, in Portland then? Um, just outside. I live in Beaverton. Oh, okay. Yeah, I live uh, pretty close to the dealership. Um, so that's rad. I, you know, if, if customers want to holler at me on my days off, I'm usually just playing Call of Duty or something or sleeping in. Uh, you know, if they need help, I'll always run in there unless I'm out riding and, and help people out. And, you know, customer service is always my number one thing with working there. So it's nice to live close and be able to have customers have access to me. And, you know, so yeah. that's one of the reasons why I live close. Another one is I'm just outside of Portland, so I don't got to deal with all the Portland stuff. Um, that's a good thing. But I live close enough to where, you know, if I want to rip, I can, you know, do a little rip ski around Portland and come back home and, you know, just get out of the house for like an hour or so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a fun area. I mean, I've been down Clackamas a few times on the bike when my son was playing baseball, so I kind of explored some of the area, but I think mainly just east of Portland, like, you know, done Mount Hood and kind of up in Sisters area and rode around up there and whatnot, but... yeah. Central Oregon is Portland. my favorite for riding, honestly. Done a lot of Eastern Oregon down the freeway. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like riding up and down. You know, riding around Smith Rock is super fun. The roads are really windy, and you get to see the crazy rock formation that is Smith Rock. And and just, you know, it's it's my favorite thing, actually. One of, one of my favorite things about riding in Central Oregon is actually – leaving here and going to Central Oregon. So once you come over Mount Hood and you start to come down and then it opens up into Warm Springs, mm-hmm. there's always a chance that a pack of wild horses are going to be riding next to you and your buddies. And that's the coolest thing ever is ripping on your bike down the highway and you look over and there's a pack of wild horses running down and you know we're on our iron, iron horses ourselves and that would be cool. Yeah, it's rad. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah I once, it, once it opens up, it's a whole other animal. What's that? I don't. We didn't see any when we came up the backside of Mount Hood and then wrapped around and then headed towards Portland. Yeah. That's awesome. What's the first thing you're going to do once the weather starts to get nice up there? I'm uh, probably going to bust out a monster ride. 
They got a couple different ones. There's a 507 mile one in under 12 hours, so might go do one of those on Saturday. Have you done a 1K in a day yet? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I've done a 1K, a couple of them. Done a saddle sore. I've done a bun burner of 1500 and under 36. Not bad. I that do, was I when we did the uh, Monsters Over Mountains. We actually uh, Ramble from Ride One K Today was one of the sponsors. So on the first day of the Monster One Hundred or Monster One Hundred wrong event, the Monster Over Mountains, we did a thousand twenty miles the first day. Oh, that's crazy! And then the second day was a little over five hundred for the rest of it because I did one thousand five hundred fifty in thirty five point five hours. Yeah. Yeah, I need to. I don't want to do a one can a day. Uh, it sounds stressful. Once you do, and you find out that it's addicting. Yeah. Because I've 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 put, you know, when I was on my first forty, when I rode down to Roseburg, we were doing 100, 110 the whole time, and being on an eight eight three, five speed. It was a nightmare. Yeah, that I I don't know if I'd want to do it on a Sportster. I wouldn't. Yeah. Mm, I'll pass. No, no shot. Yeah. Well, I gotta carry a jerry can with you just in case. And I've actually had my jerry can on my Sportster fall off on Mount Hood and just dangle from the bungee cord that was holding it on. Oh shit! While I was taking a left-hand corner scraping peg at like ninety, right in front of Silent Rock. For all you Oregonians that snowboard, Silent Rock is like a this this voodoo thing that you just have to be. Um, it's like a superstitious. That's the word. When you go over Mount Hood, I always turn my radio off when I go by it. I tell everyone in the car to shut the hell up because if you don't, something bad might happen. So I'll just take my chances of being quiet. And uh, but I was scraping peg around it going like 90 and I felt like a weird weight bouncing up and down my bike and I thought it was just the ass end wiggling that I'd stop suspension but in mid corner I turn around and I see my jerry can bouncing <laughs> to the ground and I was like Jesus. what? So I pulled over real quick and fixed it but that was sketchy yeah I actually found a cool place up there this summer. We went to, uh, did a little video at Lake Trillium. Mm -hmm. That was pretty cool. Where's that at? Right up top at Government Cap and Mount Hood. Mm -hmm. Go just past it and hang a right. And okay. Go down a little service road, a couple miles, and yeah. takes you a little lake called Lake Trillium. What right a cool on. place. I'll have to check it out. Maybe this summer when I, you know, I got family that lives out in Central Oregon. I go visit them. I'll have to check out Lake Trillium. Yeah, it's right up at the top. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Have you? I, I love checking out bodies of water when you're riding, especially when it's hot out. Take a little dip in your ponies. Fun one I I would like to do again is 395 down south of Pendleton. Yeah. I did that 20 plus years ago on a ride, and I just remember all the twisties along the river. It'd be it's freaking cool. Yeah. Yeah. When we uh, went to spread my buddy Zach's ashes up at Stonehenge on the way it was so freaking hot out that day and we were you know we were cruising but uh 
you know, it was so hot out and all of us, most of us riding twin cams, you know, they're air cooled. So our legs are on fire. And, yeah. And, uh, on the way back, we were smoked. It was like the craziest thing ever. It felt like we rode, you know, hours longer than we actually did just because of the heat being out mm-hmm. in the desert out there. Oh yeah. And uh, on the way back, we stopped at the, some boat ramp launch thing or whatever. And we just stripped down to our chonies, like six of us. And we sprinted out into the Columbia river, took a little dip. Felt so good. Yeah, Springer Mike said 242 out of Sisters to Eugene is an epic ride. I think that's what I rode when I went to Roseburg. I don't know, though. I didn't really pay attention. We, like, went to Lapine, I think. I don't know. We rode through. I remember me and a couple buddies, we rode through. I, I met up with them in Bend. I, I was living out in Redmond. Rode to Bend. And then we went south about an hour and a half, I would say. And then took a right somewhere and smashed like the craziest pass ever. And we're going so fast and uh, trying to keep up on my sports shirt was the, was the sketchiest thing ever. But the way back up was, was gnarly um, because we flew by a cop at about 110 and there was a corner coming up. And I didn't know that there was a cop, but my buddies saw him. And we shot off this, like, side road. And there was, like, a swimming hole. There was all these families swimming. And then there was a logging road that kind of shot up out of the parking lot there. And uh, we rode up it. And because I didn't know there was a, uh, a law enforcement officer behind us, I kind of went slow up this logging road <laughs> and it was steep it was like that it was gnarly on a harley <laughs> you know gravel loose gravel yeah. and they pulled off on the side and i didn't see him pull off because like you know the logging road kind of turned a little bit and they were up ahead of me and they turned off and stopped and i went all the way up this goddamn mountain and there was like tractors up there a bunch of logging equipment but no one in sight and i was like where the hell are these guys and i'm looking over all of oregon by myself and i was like they're not up here so i started to ride down and you know one riding downhill two i'm on gravel so i'm kind of dirt biking it using the back brake and the clutch to kind of keep me going slow down this steep ass logging gravel road and then it just so happened they decided to stop waiting for me at the same time that I got to their little pull-off that they were in. <laughs> and my back brake decided to go, because it overheated for me riding it all the way down this mile-long hill. And uh, I started to go really fast on the accident after that. Well, fast on a gravel road on street tires, I would feel like it's like, 15 miles an hour yeah no kidding. 20 miles an hour so i grabbed a handful of front brake and just tensed up and just ate shit on purpose and i snapped a bolt holding my my right side mid control 
and uh, so my mid controls were just kind of swinging there. If I put any pressure on it, it would rotate on the one bolt that wasn't broken, and uh, <laughs> essentially giving me no back brake. And I was yelling, "Hey, hey!" And they stopped, and I was like, "My shit's fucked up." Picked up my bike, and I walked it the rest of the way down in first gear, just using the compression of the engine and the front brake a little bit to get me the rest of the way down. The cop never found us, but. Yeah, I made it down. I tried shoving a stick in there to hold my mid control on and stuff. It didn't work. So I rode the rest of the way back um, with my right foot on my rear passenger peg. No front, no rear brake, just all front brake, and still going as fast as we were going the whole the whole other rest of the weekend. Um, but it was uh, good times. There you go. Yeah. And Actually, my comment, have you ever been to the Pendleton Bike Week? They have one in, fuck, I don't remember if it's June or July. They do? Yeah. I have a it's custom, a have a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday in Pendleton. Okay. I'll have, to, I'll have to look it up, but I have a few customers out in Pendleton. They own a motorcycle-themed bar and motorcycle rental place out yeah, of one building. That. I want to say it's been going for, I think it's 20 plus years, and it's a four-day event. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Rattlesnake 400 is a big 400 mile ride up through the Rattlesnake Canyon and whatnot. And I know there are some vendors, and yeah, there's a bunch of shit goes on down there for four days in Pendleton. That's rad. That's not I, far uh, from you. I've always wanted to ride out there. Um, it just seems fun, and it'd be nice to meet up with some loyal customers of Paradise and catch up yeah. with them real quick because like i said earlier you know uh i'm really big in a customer service and taking care of my customers and talking to them regularly and it's always nice to have somebody you bought a bike from show up and show support for whatever you're doing yeah very so, true yeah it goes a long way building that rapport yeah for sure and uh working there working at paradise after two years it's it's nice to you know just kind of make a living off of referrals and friends regularly coming in buying bikes instead of making cold calls all day and pissing off old dudes yeah yeah you know hey bro you still have your 2011 trike you know and they're yelling at me i don't want to trade it in i'm like okay just checking but i did my time doing that so oh i'm sure yeah, I, I couldn't do the whole sales thing. Yeah, I don't think it worked for me. It was tough at first. I've never, uh, I mean, I've worked at, like, Washington Square Mall up here. You know, super close to Paradise, actually. I worked at Vans, uh, Vans Shoes, in 2015 for about a year. But it was hourly, so I didn't care if people bought or not, you know, bought anything. Uh, I got asked all the time if I worked off commission pay, but, you know, I didn't. And, uh, so Paradise was my first commission-based sales job, and uh, I still don't think of it as that, you know, because then I, you know, I feel like if I did, I would kind of be a douchey salesman, and I don't want to be a douchey salesman. I just like giving people the facts and keeping it real and, and uh, more or less becoming friends with my customers. Yeah, because makes then, sense. 
Yeah, and it's and it works out better that way. You know, car salesmen and shit, they piss people off every day. And uh, lying, being sleazy and stuff. And, you know, if someone comes in, they go, hey, man, I've been looking at Sportsters, but I want to ride with my friends to Canada. I'm going to be like, no, don't do that. You know, because I've been there. I've owned yeah. two of these things. You're going to want a soft tail or a Dyna, you know, and I'll, you know, our, our actual, uh, what's it called? Our, our, my position at the dealership is a bike fit specialist. So I fit people the bikes. Um, well, I think that's I, important. If you got somebody that has, that can come in with some, you know, ideas or goals of what they want. Yeah. But on the flip side, the bike they're wanting is not going to fit the means of what they're talking about. Yeah. And, and most, you know, it's funny. People come in with their wants and their needs out of a motorcycle. And my job is to funnel that down into one bike. And majority of the time, I would say probably 90% of the time, that equals a heritage. Fun fact. And you know what, for me, I hate them. You hate them? I don't like heritages whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, it's just my style. I just, I don't like them. Especially mm-hmm. the other one, I mean, the ones that got all the conchos and all that shit on them. I just, I don't know. It's just not my style. Yeah. I owned one. I had a 21 for a few months, and it was dope. It was comfy. It ripped. I had this, you know, it was essentially like I took my soft tail standard, and I traded it in for another soft tail standard that was a bit taller and had bags on it. This goddamn fire <laughs> detector. Do you hear it? Smoke detector, yeah. I'm going to hit the button real quick. You you keep doing your thing. I'll be back. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to hit the button. But no, I yeah, I just, I don't know. There's just something about the heritage. just never my my style and whatnot. I mean, the, the Road Kings, loved them. The Road King Custom, absolutely. And But yeah, it was just something about the, the heritage. They just weren't my, not my cup of tea. Dude, that fire alarm bit right there was the most white trash thing ever on the podcast. Dude, I had one. Dude, I'm not kidding. It started beeping. So I changed the battery. Yeah. And it starts beeping at like 3 in the morning. I take Worst it on the wall and unplug it. Yeah. Go lay in bed. It starts, you know, beep. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. I took the battery out of it. That son of a bitch would still be. I got so pissed at four in the morning. I stuck it outside on the back porch, shut the door. But fuck it, I don't care. <laughs> you should have shot wouldn't it. Stop. Oh fuck, I was pissed. You should have shot it with a twelve gauge or something. Oh. Really make it stop. Yeah, I don't want to wake up all the neighbors with a gunshot that morning. That'd be bad. For some reason, I feel like you kind of live, like, not out of town, but like enough out of town where your neighbors are kind of far away. Like, do you live in a neighborhood uh, or? Kind of. I mean, I, I live just, you know, outside of the city limits, but, I mean, neighbors aren't right there, but mm-hmm. somewhat close. Are you in the Woodland area? I'm up in Port Angeles. Oh. See, I don't even know. Yeah, I'm up on the Olympic Peninsula, northwest oh, sure. corner of the state. Hell yeah. It's about yeah, I got, four I got family hours up in, down to Portland. Okay. I got family up in uh, Lake Stevens and Auburn. Yeah, that's a little east. Auburn's about two and a half hours. Okay. Yeah, I haven't been up there in a while. I love Washington. I like last time I was up in Washington, like like deep, like 
like I said, I've been to Camas and Battleground and Vancouver riding around, you know, a handful of times. But the last time I was like really, really in Washington, um, I was in Lake Stevens for Christmas visiting family. But on the way home, I stopped in uh, Seattle. I skateboard and there's like a skate park plaza like just underneath the Space Needle. And it's the <laughs> sickest thing ever. Uh, don't worry, Nick. I, I won't hate on you, buddy. It's just not my style. That's all. Oh, you just said, uh, who was that? Nick who? Uh, Rich Bender Nick. Don't like Actually, see him and bitch. Nick and his brother, <laughs> uh, Springer Mike, they live in Wyoming, but they're from Oregon. They live okay. in Oregon, moved to Wyoming a little over a year ago, I think it was. Speaking of Nick, um, you had Nick the Harley guy on here? Yes. Is, is he is he probably listening? Uh, I'm not sure. Actually, I I chat with him frequently. You know, I mean, a couple times a month. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to I want to give him this. <laughs> I'll I'll make a little clip here. I'll pull it out, Mark. You so should. One... Nick the Harley guy. This is for you. I'm the kickstand bandit. Did you see his TikToks talking about 18 and newer soft tails not having a locking kickstand? Probably. Well, he made a video saying that 18 and newer soft tails. He's a, okay, I'm going to say this. He's a sales manager at a, yeah. at a dealership. I'm a salesman at a dealership. And he was telling everybody on the internet, because he's got a big following, that 18 and newer soft tails don't have a locking kickstand. And they do. And I proved him wrong in like four videos. And I have like 90,000 views on TikTok on one video of me proving him wrong. <laughs> and he blocked me on TikTok. My buddy Toby, who's listening, commented on one of his videos and goes, dude, you got proved wrong and you blocked him. He blocked him too. And then a week later, he made a video telling people, oh, I'm sorry, they actually do. So I changed my TikTok name to kickstand underscore bandit. And I still make fun of them to this day for being wrong. And uh, it was it wasn't even like you know I was just like hey like it, it started as hey you're telling thousands of people uh, a certain thing that is incorrect. Like I wasn't talking shit. I was just like let me just fill you in on some knowledge because I've owned a 2020 soft standard and a 20, uh, 2021 heritage. Both 18 and newer soft tails, obviously. And they have a locking kickstand, you know. And I made videos where I'm pushing bikes on their kickstand, shaking the shit out of them while they're on the and they're not falling over. And I showed the locking mechanism. And he was still like, Nope. But I'm like, you can I can I'm showing you. And uh Hey Mike, where did you guys live in Oregon? Live in Oregon yeah. for three years. Gillette, yeah, Wyoming. Yeah. You Actually, we met up with them and we went over in? there in uh, in June. And then they're actually going to be heading this way this year to come hang out. Right on. It'll be a lot of fun. And there's a there's a handful of people I've seen making a nationwide ride. And I keep telling them to come to Paradise and hit me up so I can give them a high five. Yeah, you have to venture up this way, come up, because, I mean, like... Where I live up here, I'm right at the base of the Olympic Mountains. You can take the whole loop, come up Port Angeles, and you can head right back down the coast to Portland. My buddy Toby's texting me instead of hitting the chat. 
the guy who got blocked by Nick, uh, Nick the Harley guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I love Nick the Harley guy's videos, but it pissed me off that he blocked me. But yeah, I went some way of shit o- I went, funny. I went way overboard on talking shit after that. Because I wasn't talking shit until he blocked me, and then I was like, okay, it's on now. Internet beef. Yeah, where's he at? Uh, Fort Wayne, Harley-Davidson. Yeah, Fort Wayne in Louisiana. No, Indiana. Indiana. That's what I said. I for yeah. sure said that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, shit, buddy. Thanks for, uh, you know, I know it's kind of rushed for you. You you know, it's doing something different for me, starting at 530 instead of 5, a little later start. But, you know, mm-hmm. you make it work to yep. make it work for everybody. So, mm-hmm. man, thanks. Thank for, you so uh, much for that. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. Thanks for coming on and, and shooting the shit and talking stories. For sure. Well, you so, mind well, if I... you know, why don't you go ahead and plug yourself where people yeah. can find all yours? For sure. So, um, so my name's Tristan. People will call me uh, Top Shelf, as you can see right here on the live feed. Um, you can find my personal Instagram page at top.shelf.sales. Um, that's my personal slash um, you know, sales instagram account um, right there there you go and uh you know if you have any questions you live in oregon and you want a motorcycle or you need you need help um with setting up a service on your bike or anything like that let hit me up just because i work in motorcycle sales doesn't mean you, know, you can ask me a couple questions here and there um i also have my own podcast at top.shelf.tangents that's my other one for the podcast. Both accounts have a link tree in the bio if you want to find episodes and stuff on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, it's not video like this. It's just audio only, but it's still a good time. Um, and I work at Paradise Harley-Davidson, located in Taggart, Oregon. Like I said, I'm in motorcycle sales. If you guys have any questions or want to just chat, hit me up. You know, I love talking. I love shooting the shit with people, so... Hit me up. selling bikes. Yeah. I love getting people on the road, you know, two wheels. It's the best thing ever. Heck yeah, man. So, uh, again, thanks for coming on, buddy. Taking a milepost 90. 90. The big uh, nine zero. Almost to the uh, triple digits. Almost about to hit 100. I'm still trying to work on that because I want to do something cool, and yeah. I'm still not sure. That would be rad. Yeah, you got to do something off the hook for 100 for sure. Yeah. And it's looking like that's going to be, which is actually comical, milepost 100 is going to be April Fool's Day. Oh, oh that's sick. Hell yeah. yeah. Got to do some goofy stuff. Could do something. Got to work on it. So uh, I still got to figure it out. I should, shouldn't should procrastinate because that's how I am. But yeah. Yeah, it's coming up. Sooner than one thinks is the way it ends up going. It's like, oh shit, that's in a few days. Well, so. when you get to when you get to 420, hit me up. I want to do that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's gonna be a waste. It's gonna be a while, but yeah, oh yeah, dude, I, I'd never honestly expected it. It would become what it has, and but I'm glad it has. It's it's so much fun. I really enjoy doing this. I like talking to the oh yeah, you know the men and women that enjoy this, you know the passion we all have for life on two wheels, mm-hmm. and hearing everybody's stories and being able to share it and oh yeah, and making more friends and building friendships around the world. Hell yeah, man. Well, I appreciate you having me on the show, bro. It means a lot. And uh, yeah, man. I hope everybody listening gives my podcast a, a shot. Um, it might yeah. be kind of, you know, ridiculous at times. But, you know, if you like, um, 
shenanigans. If you if you don't take life too seriously, then you'll enjoy it. There you go. Yep. Well, shit, man. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to Milepost 90 with Tristan from Top Shelf Tangents. <laughs> Had a good time. So, hey, remember, ride safe, have fun, enjoy the open road, and we'll catch you at Milepost 91. Stay tuned for updates coming very soon. Catch you guys later. Thanks, Denver. Yeah, buddy.